Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Well, good morning, sir. <laughs> good morning. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> hey, good afternoon. Good because afternoon. It might be... Yeah, whoever's listening, it could be nighttime. Uh, it could be two in the morning. We don't know. Sleep tight. Yes, on today's show. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> on today's show, I will be talking with Rob Whelan from the Theater of the Mind Players, talking about their fun adventures into actual play, role play casts. We'll also be talking with Scott from Comics Dungeon about uh, comic book uh, recommendations. I know that guy. Well, yeah, you do, and uh, we'll actually get a comic book recommendation from the old BJ Shea. So don't get ready for him. that, dude. No, I don't know that guy. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky B, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Dot com. Gonna have our podcast blogs and more. more. Uh, just, but if you want to find us, just BJ Shea's Geek Nation, BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com app, and iTunes. And maybe if if you want to see the Geek Nation in the wild and you want to do something to help out a really good cause. The children. Yes. We will, and not just you, we'll be uh. participating with Extra Life at Zulu's Board Game Cafe. That is in Bothell. And this is happening Saturday, November 2nd, starting at 8 a.m. And then 25 hours later on Sunday, November 3rd at 8 a.m., they will be finally concluding. Yes, because of the, uh, what is it, the fallback? Mm-hmm. Yes, there'll be an extra hour in there. So if you thought 24 hours was a long time to play games, well, 25 will be an hour more. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, good it. luck with that, you guys. I know that I'll be watching you on Twitch because I'll be at home in my pajamas at 2 a.m. making you do stupid things. Yes, exactly. Uh, and if people want to help out, they can do so by going to BJ Shea's Geek Nation Facebook page. If you just search for it right there. Or if you go to BJGeekNation.com, uh, all the links to all of our social media is right there. The event page is up. You can see what's going on. You can get the address to Zulu's Board Game Cafe. But, I mean, you guys have Google, you know. And this is going to be helping out the Children's Miracle Network, and more specifically for us, Seattle Children's, the Extra Life event is really, it's to help kids who are stuck in the hospital a lot of the times get stuff to make their make their stays a little more bearable. Nah, and yeah. so this is really a good cause. 25 hours of gaming, help, donate, get prizes, because BJ has a whole bunch of kickstarted games that he forgot to coordinate with all of his other friends. Whoops. And now there's extra games that they're giving away. Lots some, of new games, too. Some brand new ones as well. So check it out. And, and uh, if you're in the area, come on by. There's going to be some awesome food menu mm, items that yeah. are not on the regular menu. Really? I'm and just, Vicky's going to be there. Yes. Uh, shall I say uh, Uli's Famous Sausage might be a part sausages. of Sausages! Delicious sausage. sausage. Oh. It's like and, a sausage party. And mac and cheese. Well, it's only a sausage party if Mike Selinker shows up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and again, seriously, just go check that out. We've got all the links. We've been putting it on social media. Help out a really good cause. Now, let us get into some other good causes because Rob Wieland has the Theater of the Mind Players and they're doing something really cool later in November. We've had Rob on before from the Theater of the Mind Players. Now, if you don't remember, it's theater spelled with the R-E and it's Theater Mind Play on Twitter. A good way to do that is to check them out. And we've talked RPGs and some of the cool stuff that you guys have done. And it is Halloween time, but you guys are actually doing something really super cool for November. What's going on, dude? 
Hey, uh, yeah, we are uh, uh, theater of the mind players. The good news is that um, we chose the fancy, pretentious way to, to, to spell theater um, because we all were theater kids uh, coming up out of uh, high school and college. Um, but uh, Google uh, cuts through that, so uh, even if you spell it the other way, uh, our name is going gonna, is gonna to come up on the, the, the top of the list there. Um, but Perfect. yeah, we are a, um, an actual play live stream group, um, and what we do is uh, we actually focus on playing uh, a lot of the games that are not Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, the the the, the live stream actual play um, sphere has really blown up thanks to the success of shows like Critical Role and uh, the Adventure Zone. Um, and because of that, D and D has been the main focus of a lot yeah. of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows. Um, so because uh, of my background as a game designer, uh, I wanted to highlight a bunch of the other stuff in that sphere that's really excellent. Um, because a lot of times, because nowadays, people, when they want to get into tabletop RPGs, they don't, you know, go to the friendly local game store and ask around. They go on YouTube and, uh, yeah. and look for, are they playing this? And um, what we've been doing, slowly but surely, is going through some of the, the, the great games that uh, that are out there that uh, people have been asking about uh, and playing them. And, and you talked about November and uh, sort of the the spooky season, and we've got uh, we've got a couple of great games in our archives that that fit that. One is called Over the Edge. Now that one sounds um, really familiar. Uh, go ahead and tell me a little bit about that one. Is that is that a sci-fi kind of cyberpunky one? It's actually uh, the game of weird, surreal, urban danger. Um, uh, okay. It, it was uh, created by uh, Jonathan Tweet mm-hmm. um, and Robin Laws. Jonathan Tweet uh, is a, a fantastic game designer uh, who worked on uh, D&D 3rd Edition, um, Ars Magica, a bunch of games. Um, and uh, he put this game out many, many years ago, and uh, a new edition just recently came out. Um, and we partnered with Atlas Games, which is the uh, company that released him, um, to do a, a short. Because this is one of those. This is definitely one of those games that people are like, "What does this play like?" Because it's very, very <laughs> weird. It's set uh, on uh, the um, island of Al Amarja, and uh, the best way the the best way I can do it uh, I can do it justice in, in a short radio sized uh, sample is that imagine Casablanca directed by David Lynch. Oh, dude. Uh, it is, it is, <laughs> right. Like, you're like, wait, no, yeah. yeah. I think have, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, first. have you seen Mulholland like, Drive or Blue Velvet or, uh, or Twin Peaks? Welcome to Weird. <laughs> right. Uh, like, uh, imagine an island where every conspiracy theory that you've ever heard is true. Yeah. Uh, and that is what uh, Over the Edge is. And the, 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 the show that we did called uh, Wealth and Hellness uh, basically just tracks <laughs> a bunch of new people who, who've come to the island for various purposes and the weird stuff that just rolls over them that they run into. And it's um, it's a great uh, it's a great short introduction because it's one of our shorter series. Um, nice, but it's a fabulous game and it's very light, but it's also very 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 weird. Um, <laughs> we just finished our. Um, our run of a very popular uh, indie game called Tales uh, from the Loop. Um, 
You may have heard of this one uh, because uh, it's based on the art of a great Swedish concept artist called Simon Stalinhog. Ooh. And uh, in the process of kickstarting his art books, he also, as a stretch goal, was like, oh, we'll do um, RPGs set in these worlds. Um, and it's very much a, you know, Stranger Things, uh, alternate 80s vibe where uh, a lot of these sort of super science things that you saw in movies like, you know, uh, True Genius and Back to the Future exist. Okay, yeah. You play as the kids in and around the the Swedish facility called the Loop, which is where all this weird super science stuff happens, and uh, the kids investigate these mysteries that that pop out of you know stuff escapes or somebody takes their work home with them or or, or things like that. Cool. And the kids, it's up to the kids to stop it from you know blowing up the rest of the world. Um, and, and that's kind of how, like, uh, I mean, all of the 80s movies worked out. The adults are all complete idiots, and it, it was up to the kids right. to save the day all of the time. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's part of the, the, the way that the game is written, is they specifically call that out. It's like, <laughs> yes, even the adults that, like, respect the kids are kind of like, okay, yeah, and they have to sort of be shown... <laughs> You know, no, really, this is the dinosaur that attacked me at, at the <laughs> school. And then they're like, all right, I guess that's it. Um, but the, the game gives a, a lot of great advice about uh, sort of alternating between the the boring life of the kids and then the fantastic, uh, you know, sci-fi adventure that you have. And, and, and it's been really fun uh, watching the shift between, okay, we're doing... The creepy mystery stuff. Okay, now we're all just kids talking about farts for like ten minutes. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a, a gotta it, keep it it's real. A fantastic. It's a fantastic game. Uh, it, it's um, the company has been great to work with. Um, but what I really like about it is that it, it really is able to shift from scary stuff to drama to silly jokes to homage. Um, and uh, we've had a really fun time playing it. Uh, because it particularly scratches a lot of those same Stranger Things itches that, that yeah. people have had. And on top of it, uh, there is actually a sequel game, which I think is very unusual in the tabletop uh, industry. Like, most of the time you when you play a character, you play that character through until, like, they you know, grow in power, but that you very rarely play a character that has to deal with aging. Oh, wow. And they released a, a sequel game set in the 90s where... You you can play your old characters, but now they're moody teenagers, <laughs> and like, and you know they're they're they they're listening to their Nine Inch Nails albums and trying to figure out like you know what happened to all the cool stuff in the loop. Oh, I have um, to get this! I have to get this one. This sounds amazing. I didn't even know it, about it, it. They're 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 both fantastic. I highly recommend them. And and that actually segues into the uh, the reason that we're talking. I mean, I mean, you and I could probably sit around and and you know shoot the, the, the S about all sorts of RPGs, but uh, we're here to talk about another company, another game by that company, Free League. Um, uh, they are releasing a, an RPG set in the Alien universe uh, from Whoa, the films with uh, wow. Scott and uh, James Cameron, and uh, we are going to be playing uh, uh, an early release of that game uh, at uh, uh, 
a great convention in Madison called Game Hole Con on Friday, November 1st at 8 p.m. Central. That's, that's our live show on Twitch. Um, and we're going to be uh, jumping into the world of Alien uh, wow. to, to, to live play. And we're also going to be doing it to raise money for Planned Parenthood. And you actually have some real interesting things in terms of doing donations, uh, because if you got some of the big dollar donations, what's going to be going on with that? Well, um, Gamehole Con has been doing charity gaming for the past two or three years, and I've been a part of that uh, as part of their D&D Beyond program. That's been a ton of fun. Nice. Um, so I took my inspiration from those Extra Life games for, for setting up this game. And if you make donations, you can actually affect the outcome of the game. Oh, wow. um, so you can do stuff like, you know, if you uh, uh, donate certain dollar amounts, um, you can do uh, you can do stuff like have the players find extra equipment because you know when they're when they're clunking around the the dark space station, it's always good to find a fire axe or a first aid kit or <laughs> things like that. Um, or you can also donate uh, to get me to mess with them and. You know, you know how in those movies there's always the like the spring loaded cat and like the other uh, you know sort of jump scare stuff. Or oh man, the batteries ran out of my under my flashlight. You can control that by donating to the uh, to Planned Parenthood. Nice. Um, as far as the big dollar stuff that you're talking about, um, uh, we have uh, two fairly large donor amounts. One of them is uh, the secret chest burster. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> because inevitably what happens in these movies is, you know, in the third act, folks start dying. Yep. And we have a very large crew of people playing this game. So in that third act, if you want to see somebody just keel over and have a chest burster pop out <laughs> of them, uh, um, you can certainly do that. And, those guys will be happy to, to die loudly and graphically on stage uh, because that's going to raise a, a, a lot of money for um, um, Planned Parenthood. And then the top dollar uh, amount, which I believe we only have one of these, uh, is the secret Android option. Ooh. Just like in Alien, where you don't realize... By the way, spoilers on a 40-year-old movie. But, um, <laughs> I think you're good, if man. you don't realize, you don't discover that Ash is an android until the third act, and if somebody donates uh, that amount to the uh, um, to the fundraising efforts, we will choose a player, and I will reveal that, that choice to that player only the day of, so they won't even know that they're a secret android until like moments nice. before we start playing, and their agenda will completely change, and yeah. you know they may be a secret android for a rival company or something, and you won't know about it until uh, they either something happens to them that reveals their nature, or they choose to reveal it to uh, uh, cause the, the, the plot to turn. Um, these characters are built so that they have uh, agendas, you know, that bring them into conflict because you know that's sort of the nature of these movies of you know people not. Trusting yeah. each other and working at at at, at uh, cross purposes, um, and that's one of the the actual modes of the RPG. That the the game is built both for long term campaigns in the alien universe, which sounds challenging, and, and I think it looks really fun, 
But they also rec- recognize the fun of playing it the one night where everybody gets murdered, everybody has a, you know, spooky <laughs> time, um, and setting these agendas against each other is part of that sort of, you know, get that drama going. And like, well, why would my character, well, that's, this is why your character would sell out the, uh, the company because you're trying to make money for your brother back home who has a rare illness and, and the bonus check from this hall job is the only thing that is going to be able to pay for his medication. Like, you know, that, that, those are the kinds of <laughs> agendas that we're going to be wrestling with in this show. That's amazing. And I mean, this is going to be happening uh, in November, but you've got plenty of other stuff going on. Where can people find you on Twitch? Where can people find you on, uh, on just online in general? All right. So if you want to check out, because we've been, doing shows for the better part of a year and we have uh, uh, quite a few different shows under our belt. Um, so we talked about uh, Over the Edge, talked about uh, um, Alien, we talked about um, uh, Tales from the Loop. Uh, we, uh, our other, some of our other great shows have been um, Scum and Villainy, which is a classic space scoundrel Guardians of the Galaxy Firefly type of, of show. Um, we also played uh, one of our big fan favorites is a, a game called Masks: A New Generation, Neat. which is probably my favorite Team Supers RPG ever, um, and it, 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 it's geared for that great mix of awkward feelings and and super uh, super heroics that you see out of like Teen Titans or or X Men or, or things like that. You can find all of this stuff if you go to uh, our Theater of the Mind players, uh, either our Facebook page. Uh, you can uh, go to our Patreon. Uh, you can go to our SoundCloud. All of them are accessible if you just type Theater of the Mind Players into your Google machine, and uh, it will direct you uh, in the right way. If you want to listen to us, um, we are on, I think, pretty much any uh, podcasting uh, dispensary that you can think of. <laughs> nice, uh, the main yeah. difference is that for the podcast, we actually... Um, our show is structured in acts like a TV show and we break apart each of our shows uh, into an act. So that means that if you're listening to us on podcast, you're trading off seeing some of the visual uh, aspects of the show, but you're getting the show in these very neat little hour long bite sized things that are perfect. If you're going to be, you know, listening to us driving in, uh, to work or working out at the gym or, nice. you know, playing in the background while you're at the office. Um, you can also catch our edited shows uh, on our YouTube page at Theater of the Mind Players. Um, and if you want to watch us live, you can uh, check us out. We generally tape um, every, we- every other Wednesday night at 630, uh, and that's on twitch.tv slash R-O-B-O-W-I-E-L-A-N-D, Robo-Wieland. Thank you so much, Rob. And now it is time to get some comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. Scott from Comics Dungeon joins us, and you can get information about comic books and more at comicsdungeon.com. We need some comic book recommendations from you, bud. What do you got? Well, this week, uh, I've got a couple different Harley Quinn stories. Um, the DC Black Label, uh, you might be uh, uh, might recall, they had the the tip flip uh, issue a while while back with Batman, but uh, they're they're continuing these darker edgier stories. Um, and this month they've released two different Harley Quinn stories, and they're not connected. They're not connected at all. Completely different origin stories of of Harley Quinn. 
Interesting. Well, I mean, having two different ones, is it like two universe sort of things, or are they just like the the one if what, uh, what if one shot sort of thing? What's going on with that? Yeah, I I think uh, people should think of these as more uh, you know Elseworlds, what ifs, um, and uh, you know, kind of a standalone story. Uh, the the first one, Harleen, by uh, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Stepan Sajic. Uh, who, who did uh, Witchblade and Sunstone and a few oh, of the wow. other titles. Uh, he gives a really interesting um, take on Harley actually being traumatized by an encounter with the Joker uh, while he's committing crime. It just scares the bejesus out of her. and um, But then she can't get the incident out of her mind, and it starts uh, feeding into... Uh, her dreams and her, her, her waking thoughts and it, it affect it, it, it affects her day job, uh, her day job being a psychologist, uh, actually trying to find the cause of um, sociopathic or psychopathic uh, behaviors. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's an, it's, it's an interesting spiral, almost uh, Alice in Wonderland type spiraling down into this wow. you know, psychotic experience. And it's it's certainly dark. It's certainly gritty. It's definitely a different take on Harley. Um, and uh, how do you uh, feel? How do you feel about a darker take on it? Because I mean, the Joker does have a dark side, and it would stand a reason that this would. And especially if it's going to be on a, a more adult label, uh, uh, comic yeah. label, that I feel that it should work in some ways. But also, I, I don't know if necessarily we need a. I mean, we have the dark and gritty uh, Joker, so maybe maybe sure. this is the good time for it. Yeah, you know, I I think it actually fits very well. If, if, if you've seen the Joker movie, mm-hmm. this kind of has a very similar tone to it, and I think it actually matches that very well. Ah, okay, okay, cool, man. So what's the other yeah. title? The, the, the other title is, is called Joker and Harley Criminal Sanity, and this one's a little bit different. Um, uh, Harley is a, a police profiler in this one, and so she's still a psychologist and and and, uh, and all of that. But she has almost a you know a a drive to understand this person. It's 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 oh. not a psychosis. It's not yeah. all that. So you kind of almost get that passionate aspect that that Harley has. And I think what's interesting with these books is you kind of have one emphasizing that passion and that drive and, you know, the desire to figure it out. And the other one that's kind of almost romanticizing and fantasizing about it. And I think it's an interesting comparison between the two. Do you prefer one beyond uh, any uh, of the others? Yeah. You know, that's, if I had to choose one, I would say Harleen, just because I think the story is a little more complex, and I think it actually fits mm. some of the c- current lore going around the Joker. But um, I, I think the other one's, uh, you know, a, another fascinating take, uh, and uh, definitely will will strike a chord with several reader, readers. And, and if people, I mean, if they love Harley Quinn, I mean, you should probably just be picking them both up anyway. At that point, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, there, there's 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 plenty of Harley out there. You can find the silly Harley, yeah. cutesy Harley. And here you can find some very dark and disturbed Harley. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. Again, Scott at Comics Dungeon. You can find more information just by searching on social media. I mean, even Googling Comics Dungeon. But you can go to ComicsDungeon.com. 
get recommendations and more, and uh, always support your local comic book store. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks, Ralph. Thank you so much, Scott and BJ. Let's get uh, let's get a comic book recommendation from I you. I don't know if you should listen to what I'm saying because I'm confused. I mean, I told oh you, no, I told you the last time in Spider-Man 31 that it was Norman Osborn that had the carnage suit on. Now I think it's actually, I mean, Harry Osborn. Now I think it's Norman Osborn, even though Norman Osborn is also being seen in a mental institution. Huh? I don't know what the heck's going on. So oh, it's man. one of the Osborns. I mean, I don't know. It might even be Osborn. <laughs> so are you sure? Are you yeah, okay? Okay, yeah. yeah. Is I it, is no it Jack Osborn? I don't know who it is. <laughs> it's uh, the Joker. Uh, it's but, the Joker. Good yeah. call. Good call. It's Arthur Fleck. It is Arthur Fleck. <laughs> uh, Ryan Otley's got a great cover, though. Again, if you if you know Ryan Otley from Invincible, he has just, I mean, Carnage is his middle name when it comes to just it kind of sense that he's doing it oh my god it's just the explosive blood everywhere and, <laughs> and carnage particles everywhere carnage uh, particles. so that's Ooh. spider-man 31 but really rev this is for you mm-hmm. uh i thought i would tell you it, you know if you're looking for something to do i know one of your favorite characters in marvel comics is actually the current star of future foundation he's a guest star because i it won't be about him but that's the maker. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. Bad, bad Reed Richards. Well, I would say complicated. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not so bad. I mean, yeah, sure, he did crash two universes yeah. into one another. Is Thanos yeah. also complicated? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a little more of a villain. I'll just admit that one. Thanos is Plus, a bad guy. Even though he's got a rubber body, somehow he's got facial scars. And I guess that's just, I mean. Well, so, sure, why not? Yeah, somebody really uh, scarred the heck out of him where he couldn't stretch back into it. Um, and, and if you. If you follow along with Reed Richards, uh, the maker, in this particular Future Foundation issue three, yeah, it's hard to think he's a nice guy. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It seems like every other panel, when no one's in earshot, he's like, we'll kill everybody once we get a... I mean, that's... <laughs> it's just like, oh, sure, I'll make a deal with you guys. And then as soon as they turn their back, we'll kill him in a minute. You know, uh, well, I guess that works that, out. That's the maker for you. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that you would love the title of the name. Uh, and, of course, the, 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 the key is this, is that the Future Foundation, they're looking still for all the particles and, uh, and parts of the Molecule Man that was destroyed in the... Uh, Oh, um, secret was it Secret Wars? Was it Secret Wars? It was another thing we called it. Uh, uh, maybe it was Secret Wars two. What was that big event that happened? Yeah, Gosh, that was Secret Wars two. Yeah, yeah, when the Maker crashed uh, the two universes together and all that. So went down. And, and then Reed had to figure it out, and they were making new universes. And, and it was the God Pharaoh Doom and all that fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so Owen um, Owen Reese, of course, is the Molecule Man, and they're running around trying to find all the different parts of him. He got all and, explodey, if you will, all the different pieces of Owen. And as a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> I love the title of this issue number three it's rainbows and reese's pieces as that's what they're looking really? for the pieces awesome. of owen reese you guys can't see it but i rolled my eyes i'm still very okay with this because yes. it's a great dad pun but yeah. also oh my yeah i mean that's <laughs> they're looking for reese's pieces and so in a way uh yeah i'm only bringing it up just for that reason uh i'm having fun with future foundation and it's all like the the, the, the kids that were hanging out with the uh the future foundation when the fantastic four became the future foundation for a while and mm-hmm. then uh and they have their own book and uh the power pack kids alex of course alex power was part of the foundation but his sister julie's now with them and they're all grown up a little bit more than they were back when you remember the power pack so yeah. Uh, and of course, Vicky knows Julie had a relationship with uh, oh gosh, light girl from uh, Runaways, uh, Caitlin, Caitlin, um, Car- Carolina, Carolina, yeah. So they were Carolina Dean. They they were an item uh, in the oh. latest issues, I believe, of Runaways. But now they broke up, and yep. so Julie is now in Future Foundation Land. That's where she ended up. Nice, yeah. Sounds uh, like a lot of fun. I seriously, I love a good villain, and the maker is he's not quite mustache twirly. 
but he's real close. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> it's great to see an evil Reed Richards, which I don't know. I, I wonder if they got the idea from Planetary because uh, DC Comics, Warren Ellis is whole, has the whole evil mm-hmm. Fantastic Four behind it all. Uh, even though they don't call them the Fantastic Four, but really it is. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I think the idea that the, of the maker is basically Warren, you know, Warren Ellis is uh, you know evil Reed Richards guy, which right which on. came first. I know I like them both. I I, I, I like them both. <laughs> awesome, thank you so much. Now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what do you got for us? Actually, uh, I've been meaning to talk about some comics I read, and I'm really bummed out because it's the end. The end of what? Oh, what's going on? Uh, all new Wolverine. I was expecting. Okay, when's the next one coming out? And I realized it ended a while ago. Whoops! And I was like, okay, Oh, I mean, it's well. a, it was a miniseries. Kind of. It was uh, six trades. Oh, that's actually still pretty, pretty Decent. big. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if they if they usually do what about uh, five to seven in a trade? Yeah. Um, first one being volume five of All New Wolverine, which is Orphans of X. So we are following along. X twenty three is uh, for those who don't know is now the Wolverine taking up the Wolverine mantle. Oh, mm-hmm. she's been hanging out with a clone of herself, Gabby. Who uh, they cloned her. It was in the first couple issues. They had multiple clones of her. The only problem is none of them had her healing factor. Well, that's awkward. But they had all the training. Yeah. But they couldn't feel pain. Well, that's also really awkward. Right. I can't feel pain, and now why am I? Oh, dead. Yep, dead. So a lot of them, <laughs> some of the, the main clones died, but there was the youngest one, Gabby. Turns out that she did have the healing factor and, in fact, bone claws. That helps. In the comics, she now has a new nickname. Huh. Honey Badger. She's huh? the Honey Badger. She is. That is her She don't give clone. an F. Oh. Mm-hmm. Honey Badger will mess things up. Oh, yeah. And so she pictured herself <laughs> as the Honey Badger in all the classic Wolverine comics. It was oh, a freaking no. awesome scene. That's actually pretty great. But she actually gets a different nickname in Volume 6, really? Down in the Future, which I'll explain in a little bit. But mm-hmm. in this one, they're following Dakin. Dakin doesn't really like Wolverine. And for a while, didn't like X-23. She didn't, he didn't really believe, you're like, you're not really my sister. You're not family. She's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, but they've right. actually formed a bond where actually he cares about her. Aww. They're brother and sister, but hey. he had been kidnapped. They cut his arm off. Whoa! How do you cut off an arm and it doesn't grow back to somebody who has a healing factor? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the whole basis of the, I mean, the character really, right? So I mean, apparently they, uh, like they do a little flashback of Wolverine. He had this uh, swordsmith forged this sword that was able to cut in c- anything in the world because it cuts it down to a molecular level. Uh, so uh, if, oh, oh. if they get stabbed, like the atoms, basically they're dead. Wow. So it's like it's like super cauterizing something. Yes. Because a lot of the times, I mean, you could cauterize something with fire or heat mm-hmm. and it'll stop the healing or stop the bleeding. This just says, no, you don't get to regenerate. Your mutant power is now done. Yes. And mm. basically- wow. This was forged with the the revenge and the hate of Wolverine in that moment. So that is part of it. Oh. It has been destroyed. There's pieces all over the place. But this group, Orphans of X, who have been trying to hunt, you know, Dokken, X-23, and apparently a few other people they had captured for a unknown reason. They track it down. She finds out. She kind of finds the case leading back to where the facility where she got her powers, where she was tortured for all those years, much like Wolverine. Oh, wow. Except this was from birth. So she's like, okay, this is all weird. This person who looks like her dead mother appears apparently is not her. I would hope not. (laughs) No. uh, Apparently, Orphans of X are out seeking revenge because they are all the people that were orphaned or had family killed because of her. Oh, or any wow. of the others in the X program, like Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, and Wolverine. So they got Old Man Logan. I think it was like a back-in-time thing in previous uh, issue. He's back in this time. 
Uh, so they killed them all with it. But they kind of figured out, well, if you cut around the part that was cut, shouldn't that heal and all kind of go back together? Yeah. And so they're like, okay, I guess that does work. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, yeah, problem solving at its finest. So they kind of went in and then just like, okay, we'll just cut around here and That's let it amazing. heal. And then they all were alive again. So it was a fun read for you on all of them? It was because <laughs> at the very end, she's like, you're right. Like, uh, what we did was awful, but you need to understand that I was a child. I was forced to do th- these things, and I had to kill my own mother because of this. So I am also an orphan of X, so I'm not shutting you down. I'm here to help you. Ooh. So she joins them and goes in and finds everybody responsible for the program and ends up, you know, killing them. Uh, but in volume six, it is called Old Woman Laura. Oh. So we go fast forward in time. She's now the president of Madripoor, which is an... A fictional Asian uh, island. Mm-hmm. We find out that Gabby is now the new Wolverine, and she's got two kids, uh, Logan and Wade. Aww. She was really good friends with Deadpool. Of course. <laughs> uh, but it's all like she's got cool laser claws. It's really badass. Living in the future, she finds out through Laura. She's like, I'm dying. The clone DNA apparently wasn't strong, and I'm going to die in a couple of months. So she wants to get revenge and kill the last, the last baddie. Oh, Who do you wow. think the last bad guy is on her list? X-23? No, X-23 is trying to kill the last bad oh, guy. Oh, 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 oh. I, I got that mixed up. Uh, hmm. And X-23 is the one that's dying. Uh, oh, it's going to be Trask. Nope. Uh, Logan. Somebody in a universe that you like, BJ. Oh, Reed big, Richards, the maker. Nope, even worse. Who's uh, a big baddie? Oh, Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom. What's she mad at Doctor Doom for? Because in this world, like yeah, he's, he's the yeah. last one, and apparently she gets some information that one of her clones, much like Gabby, is still alive under one of his facilities. Nobody's been able to go into oh. Latveria, or however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, good Latvia. call. Uh, oh, it actually is Latveria. Yeah, Latveria? not Lab yeah, area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lavatory? Something like that. Yeah. Um, but she's like, I like we need to take him down because there's a lot of people that have been captured, a lot of big famous ones. So they go, they take him down, and the way they take him down, shall I spoil it? Is that well? How long is it? Tra- well, it's a trade, which means yes. the the issue has been out for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and do it. Uh, Doom gets greedy, and he's like, "Well, I'm getting older, and you heal yourself, so I'm going to use your body. I wanted you here. I let you in, basically." In a, and he's like, "And I'm going to switch places with you, much like happened with Peter Parker and uh, the uh, oh, Doc Ock." Yeah, he's like, "I'm going to switch places with you." She's and he does, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm in so much pain." She's like, "Yeah, by the way, I'm dying." Yeah, by the so, way, my molecular level and all that stuff, and all my DNA is now falling apart. So and he's ah! like, "How can you live with all this pain every day?" Just like, yeah. Well, <laughs> now, now I don't have to. Thank you so much. It's like, yeah. So that's kind of how they they ended it all. That so she she's killed- a new doom. Well, she, I think they end up, she ends up dying anyways, but uh, <laughs> they end up going in with the help of Maria Hill as well as uh, the Wasp. So it was pretty cool. Like the all girl team up. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good story. I'm kind of bummed that it's over, but I'm sure there's going to be more X-23 in the future. Mm-hmm. That being said, there's a new like X-Men kind of comic out right now. And all I know is that apparently it's like the horniest Huh? X-Men series? Like, in terms of, like, having horns? No. no. Oh, Randy. What? Without getting too much into the story, because it's a par- fairly long-winded, uh, they had shown in a in one of the issues, or in the first issue, like, a little shot of the floor plan of, you know, the of the uh, X-Mansion and all that. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, like, they're out of order. So there's 11, 12, and 10. And you find out that Cyclops' room is 10. While Wolverine's is uh, 11 and Jean's is 12. 12 is in the middle. 
So they're thinking uh, because of a couple rules put in place because of the new world they've been living in, trying to start a new. Yep. One of the rules put in place by Kurt Wagner saying, uh, it's like, hey, basically we all need a bang. We need to make more meat and children. <laughs> wow. So wow. we need to replenish. <laughs> and if you look at the, it's really weird because if you look at the floor plan, their rooms are all connected. Wow. Like there's doors that go into all the rooms, unlike any of the other rooms. And that's been the eternal thing. There's always Mm -hmm. been that triangle that's been going on with that. But it looks like they're more open about it in this one. And apparently we even get a young cable hanging out with mom. I saw the art for that. I was really interested in that. I'm a big fan of cable. I don't know if we necessarily need a new time shifted younger cable or not. With mommy and two daddies? Sure, why not? Yeah. That sounds like family problems. It yeah, right? It's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> what is happening in my babies? A little kinky. But a little uh, weird. if you guys are reading this, please let us know what you think of it. Absolutely. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy.